a fine body regardless of the make. This one goes out to Ferdy Emmett and Emma Finnegan. Thanks for stealing our episode. (laughs) 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 Coming to you live from Tesco Newbridge Car Park. If you've uh, if you've just joined us, um, Lisa Nally and Ali Whelan are mad at me because I made them watch the bad one, and Ferdy and Emma got to watch the good one. Everyone after us gets to watch a good one. We got the purgatory Fast and Furious. <laughs> we, got, we got Fast and Filler. <laughs> you know when like babies are cute and then they go through the awkward phase and then they become like semi-attractive teenagers who live their lives. We got the ugly like, semi-attractive. Do you mean, <laughs> like, you mean like the 18-year awkward phase between babies and adults? <laughs> what? The, the phrase between being a cute baby and an awkward adolescent, we got the worst part of the early stage of awkward adolescence. Got toddler. It's called being from Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Breakfast and Furious, uh, the show where we discuss all the Fast and Furious films over breakfast. How are you guys enjoying your breakfast there? I'm really enjoying my eggs. <laughs> Having a big liquid breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the rollover. <laughs> uh, we're joined today by the hosts of Chat Shit. That's Ali Whelan and Lisa Nally, as well as a special guest, uh, Tim Leach Cleary's here. <laughs> you may recognize me from another podcast guest position on Midnight Memories. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, Tim. Uh, produced a segment, co-produced a segment called One D and D. Oh wow! Tell us about One D and D. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Jimmy. I feel like you'd really enjoy this episode, which you should definitely watch as well. Uh, well, you, you don't usually watch podcasts, but you should watch this. <laughs> it's, it's a very exciting experience where we get to see Harry, Eva, and Ali, the three hosts of Midnight Memories, go through the trials and tribulations of being turned in to the 2011 version of the uh, boy band One Direction and they have to get to the stage in time and fucking chaos ensues I'm telling you it's a great episode listen to it yeah it sounds incredible to, um, goblins and we have to figure yes. out how, Louis Walsh has like taken over the world it's very sinister and we have to figure out mm-hmm. a way you're young, to you're turn young, you're our Irish. fellow members back into members of the band instead of goblins and then perform at the stadium and it's yeah we have to well, no spoilers for... Oh, yeah. there's definitely no spoilers in here, don't worry. <laughs> don't you worry. There's a lot, to, lot to discover. I have to give a shout out as well to Oscar O'Leary Fitzpatrick and Nathaniel O'Leary for being Grimpus and Grampus. And if you listen to the episode, that will make total sense. Now, yeah, I'm a bit behind. Are those uh, members of One Direction? Or... Yes. 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 <laughs> That's Zane Grimpus and... Um... I don't know, Oscar Grampus? Is there an Oscar in One Direction? Yeah, close enough. This is why Oliver? You can find similar content on chat shit. We're talking about Fast and Furious here, of course, not One Direction, I'm afraid. Uh, what is your own history with the series? Um, Ali, you mentioned this is the first one you've ever seen, right? I have never seen Fast and Furious because in my brain, like... There's a bunch of films that are all kind of similar. There's like, what's the Matt Damon series? Um, Not Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne. The Bourne series. Mm. 
Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible are all the same film in my head and there's only one there's not a there's not a lot of them two of them are spy films and one yeah. is a car film but they're all the same <laughs> if I've not seen any of them but they're all the same <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this was my first film of the fast and furious franchise um thanks jamie for giving us the filler film where it was all character development and i didn't have a clue what was going on <laughs> um, but I, I did actually thoroughly enjoy it i've lost oh, good opinion. so uh, i'll uh, sit tight the whole way through she kept on going is that dua lipa <laughs> I know. Gal oh, Gal Gadot, the IDF zone. I'm so sorry that your podcast is now anti BDS, Jimmy. That's really terrible. Well, <laughs> we. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna come out and say it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna go ahead and and stake our claim as a pro Palestine podcast. Yeah. It is. It's very strange watching a movie when Gal Gadot shows up, um, just because you know. She has a weapon in this one as well. She is, yeah. Well, it's just like like if I found out Vin Diesel was in the Black and Tans, I probably wouldn't watch Fast and Furious, you know. Um, so the fact that there's an ex IDF member here, and I suppose you can argue, you know, you grow up in Israel, it's it's you have to be in the IDF. It's the law. But then there's that great um, Taylor Swift updates Twitter who spent a year in jail because yes. she refused to join the IDF. So why didn't Gal Gadot do that? You know, if Taylor Swift Gal updates Gadot can do it. Gal Gadot wasn't on Stan Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it radicalizes you. You're a stand of a band or a person. Like, you're not, you are dedicated you're to the fucking cause. You're Twitter for your band is, is way more important than joining a fucking terrorist organization. Yeah, Stan Twitter understands how to come together as a community to fight injustice. Yeah, like injustice when... like Simon Cowell. <laughs> and his terrible face. We're getting ahead of ourselves a bit, but a few minutes after Gal Gadot is introduced, uh, we see a race and the guys are kind of trash talking each other in the driver's seat. And I was so sure one of the guys shouted, Hamas, little Chia pet. Uh, he actually shouts, how my ass look, Chia Pet, which uh, I'm not sure what a Chia Pet is. I think it was maybe some kind of racist slur towards that other guy, but at least it <laughs> oh, wasn't the mask. The guy who looks like a rat, the rat looking man who has the three girlfriends. Oh, the no, guy. no, no, no. That's the cowboy with the foot fetish. That's, a t- that's another him. guy. We hate, we hate him. him. He's the worst. Can, re- can we rewind way back to the start, though? Because I'm actually quite concerned about the iguana. <laughs> we will get to the iguana. Um, first of all, uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim, what about you? What is your history with the with the series? I have been raised and continue to be a cis man, so I've seen every single Fast and Furious <laughs> film. Um, now you'll notice I didn't mention my sexuality. I'm a bisexual, so that means that I enjoy the cars and the men, but don't really like the rest of the film. <laughs> Do you enjoy Wait, it? Wait, say what rest of the film? <laughs> I like the high speed chases, but I think we could leave the germating plot line. Yeah. The plot line's part of the fun. Ah, no, it's not about the big no. cars. No, it's not. And Vin Diesel's shiny head. So it's about familia. <laughs> this is what, what I want to bring in. Do you fancy Vin Diesel? He has a je ne sais quoi around him. Because no. you said this as well. I think he's, it's that powerful, like, he can work on a motor, you know? That's mm. kind of... He, he, 
Cork on my motor. Face, which is why I'm like, this is a little bit unbelievable. But there is something sexy about his vocal quality. I, yeah, oh, he's absolutely. A lovely voice. I think he's a lovely voice. Ali fought me the whole way through the film when we watched it in my house because she was like, no, he's not. His voice isn't sexy. And I was like, no, just close your eyes it and listen. Sexy. It's kind of sexy. It is it's sexy. Not. I have like, an opinion that Nick Jonas is the new Vin Diesel. No. Nick I mean, Jonas. I know I know opinions can't be wrong, but... Oh, this is what? Take a, take a moment, right? Take a moment. Okay. Google Vin Diesel in one tab and Google Nick Jonas in the other. Nick Jonas bald in the other tab, right? <laughs> okay. No, just to make it easier on the eyeballs. I'm going to do this right now. Has Nick Jonas been bald? Was it? He had quite a tight haircut. That doesn't mean bald. But, like a creep Fair point. I made Lisa do this and Lisa agreed. They are really similar looking and they have really similar energy you know what i i can see it he does look kind of like a young dom toretto here i don't know if he could I was like, i'm not attracted to him but i was like he does remind me of someone that i am attracted to and it's nick jonas he just has a time no he just more like he doesn't he also this is another thing i could not for the life of me remember Vin Diesel's name for the whole film. So I kept calling him Pitbull. <laughs> like screaming. He's like, why is Pitbull doing that? Why does Pitbull fancy his sister? But, um, but then I realized like I categorized bald men. This is really bad. But I categorized bald men into two categories, right? So hmm. aggressive, kind of scary bald men are Pitbull. And then soft bald men are Stanley Tucci. Oh, I actually, I really think Vin Diesel is the intersection of those two Venn diagrams. There's a real gentleness to him. Um, Which is why we all think he wants to bone his sister in this film, unfortunately. Siblings are dating. Interesting. Well, speaking of who Dominic Toretto wants to bone, uh, there's something, and I'm glad you brought up bisexuality as well, Tim, but there's something I want to talk about a little later. But uh, first of all, Lisa, I'm also interested to hear about your history with the Fast and Furious franchise, especially because I believe you have a history of drag racing. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Surprise, guys. <laughs> you know that one. Um, yeah, my friends are all into like rally car racing and driving and watching of rally car races. So yeah, my best friend from school took a day off when Paul Walker died on basically compassionately. <laughs> Oh, that's quite yeah, sad. That's <laughs> how into the past furious all of like my friends were. Um, so yeah, no, uh, I go around to rallies and stuff, but I never really watched it until lockdown when I became an avid fan. I love it. Have you ever sat in the shotgun during a race? Or in fact, raced yourself? No, so my friends don't exactly race. They're more into like the like the cars themselves. Like okay. they treat cars with a lot more respect than any man in this film ever was. <laughs> I think it's very that Lisa's friends are not racists. They are race enthusiasts. <laughs> so they would go, we go to the rally and then do maybe like a bit of King of the Cone, which is like a, a oh, dipping okay. competition where you slide yeah. around the cone. Like um, donut? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I've okay. been in like cars like sliding slightly out of control in a way that feels dangerous, but they assure you is not. They just in a uh, car park of like a supermarket. Yeah, or like in a yeah, in a Tesco car park That's or in like a, on, nice. in a in an empty motorway that shouldn't be used for this. Plenty of that in Port Leash, Jimmy. Happens a lot in uh, Blanchardstown as well, would you believe? Oh, <laughs> we Blanchard. No, they wouldn't actually race the cars. You go to those with a specialist car for racing. 
racing and there's different races all around Ireland and you like can do a circuit so it's like a lot of like long weekends of stuff like so there's like Donegal has one there's one down in Kerry around it there's one of the the rally of the lakes there's different ones so it's more that people would rock up to them and all have something in common and end up going to nightclubs and just watching things rather than they are Mm. the racers and would these people be big fans of the fast franchise or do they know too much about it to take it seriously uh firm yes on the fan (laughs) although the real reason i got into it was rowan clark are they a big fan majorly passionate to the point yes. where so the reason i found out about like how much rowan loves fast and furious was i was out for drinks with rowan's parents big shout out tim and mia and they were like talking about how they have a regular debate in their house about the most cohesive film franchise of all time in terms of like theme and plot and actors from all points of view and rowan argues that fast and furious is the most cohesive film franchise of all time because other film franchises change actors or like all of a sudden one of the characters will change their mind and suddenly decide to do something else mm. that doesn't happen in Fast and Furious it's true so that's mm. why I started watching it watched a lot of it with Rowan uh, maybe the first four or five with Rowan uh, I watched the first film I ever watched was actually Hobbs and Shaw in America oh, oh, that was your first one yeah in America so with Rowan's course. family I watched that one and then I was like, I really enjoyed this. And I went back to the start and watched the whole thing. Having said, I, yeah, I do enjoy Fast and Furious. Didn't watch Hobbs and Shaw. So cool. I want my dumb, you know? No, you I don't need him. Say, I do need him. No. I need him. He's my personal heroine. I'm so I sad need- that um, Paul Walker died because he was hot. He was. He's very so hot. I have to say in this one, he had a, a much shorter haircut. He's usually got this lovely floppy hair with, uh, with bra- uh, not bronze tips, uh, frosted tips. Um, yes. That just really make his gorgeous blue eyes pop. And I really miss that in this one. The, the less frosted tips, the more video game character he becomes. So yes. true, yeah. Like, he's, he's not a he super looks... recognisable face. In but... this one, his like, mouth moves in a way that makes me a little bit unnerved. This, this, one, this definitely wasn't post-death, was it? No. No, no it's no. not like... I think we have him for three more films after this one. He's also like, a, he plays a cop, though. So like you're kind of that's like, oh, something I wanted to talk about because uh, I was very disappointed that he's a cop in this one because in the first one he's a cop but the film is about how he realizes I shouldn't be a cop I should be a street racer with my new friend Dom and then yeah. the second film is all about him dealing with the fact that he ruined Dom's life by going undercover and he tries to help his old friend Roman Pierce and Roman's kind of the stand-in for Brian's guilty conscious about Dom. So now in this one, in, fa- in the fourth film, the fact that he's for some reason gone back to being a cop is totally goes against everything he's learned as a character so far. Like what's the context? Because obviously I've not seen the films before this or after. How? But Lisa, <laughs> I'm never going to watch them Lisa, again. <laughs> Lisa, told me, Lisa had told me that like he was a cop but sort of made friends with Sammy Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel, um, they made friends and then he like left being in the cops but then there's no context as to how he ends up back in the cops no all we get is the chief is like you're lucky I reinstated you Brian which they really shouldn't have he's committed so many crimes in the yeah, meantime like, don't, don't let him back on the fort yes. and he's like he's the FBI as well he's not just yeah there's also like this great line in it where he's like talking about how much of a liar he is and he's like um, lying is what I do best 
maybe that's why the feds recruited me and you're like around recruiting pathological liars what's going on Paul Walker, but also ACAB. 1312. Oh, yeah. That was like kind of how I would sum up my opinion on the entire film, like ACAB, but also Paul Walker. Hmm? <laughs> 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 Hit me up, ghosty boy. Oh, no. uh, on that note, we've got to take a, a quick break. Ali, I believe you've, uh, you've recorded your breakfast routine for us. Oh, yes, yes. Amazing. Enjoy. So we're going to hear that now and be right back with more talk about Fast and Furious. Hey everybody, um, this is Ali and you're joining me for my breakfast. I'm sorry, the kettle is actually, is that like too loud? Um, the kettle's going in the background. I am going to make coffee. Um, I have coffee from... What is my coffee? Let me check. I don't want to lie. I have coffee from the roll and donut that my lovely housemates, Shannon and Neve got me for my birthday. And I actually recorded this for the podcast, like... The other day but lisa had the same breakfast as me so i thought that'd be a little bit boring so i will record my other breakfast that i do have um i normally only have like one or two things one of two things i should say i'll have like something to do with mushrooms or i'll just have a yogurt so today we're going with the yogurt uh and i'm sorry for sounding really confused i'm actually rooting well rooting i say looking in my press because I know I have granola <laughs> how posh I have posh granola in my press here somewhere but I it's definitely like under something um I have no idea oh I found it I found it um hopefully it's still fresh okay I did a little like cheeky pause there now uh because I was a bit concerned about the kettle in the background um so what I'm doing now, podcast listeners, is I am getting a bowl. Can you hear that a bit of ASMR? Um, and I am pouring my super berry whole grain oats, toasted oats with cranberries, blueberries, blackcurrants and seeds into the bowl. I feel very healthy when I eat this. It's very like, it's very like Instagram food, isn't it? I don't feel like one of those people who mixes up do you know, like the smoothie bowl things and like makes it look all pretty but um, I'm just gonna dump my yogurt on top of this now and um, there's some more ASMR for you and um, that's my granola um but yeah I'm gonna go dump my yogurt on this I'm gonna go pour my coffee out and I'm gonna go start my day Um, are you guys cool to keep recording while you eat or do you want to take a bit of a break? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We won't like... Oh, no, you can. We'll just pretend it's breakfast food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at this thing I ordered on the menu. It's curry rice in batter. Oh, what? wow, wow, wow. That, that's a bit like... Uh, have you ever gotten food at Token? Yes. Oh, yeah. Have you had their, like, mac and cheese nugs? Yes. No. They're so fucking They're good. so good. It's just mac and cheese, but in batter, basically. 
Oh my god, I love that. I had a macaroni and cheese pizza in New York. It was so good. I dropped it on the subway platform. I still ate it. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, it's so like <laughs> a good story. It's so sticky as well. <laughs> it fucking wasn't. It was lovely. And um, I lived and now we didn't get COVID. I think that's a winner right there. Yep. Yeah. And that's also in the podcast. We're back. <laughs> There's something I wanted to to talk about in this film. And it's something that after doing a bit of research, um, I thought maybe I was just grasping for subtext and I was seeing things that weren't there. But this is actually there's quite a bit of discussion online about whether or not the Fast and Furious series is a queer coded metaphor type thing. And I recently watched a fantastic documentary, um, The Celluloid Closet, uh, the first half of which is all about how back when the Hayes Code was in full effect and you couldn't show any sort of LGBTQ plus representation on screen, writers would, uh, you know, do a lot of queer coding, putting things in between the lines. And there was a specific scene in this movie that came like right out of the celluloid closet. Gal Gadot's character is talking to Dominic Toretto and she asks him, are you one of those boys who prefers cars to women? To which he responds, I'm one of those boys who appreciates a fine body regardless of the make. Now, I don't know if cars are a stand-in for uh, men, but I think they definitely are. And I think Dom Toretto is a bisexual character. And I think uh, in portions of my life that cars have been uh, standing for. <laughs> I also agree. I think there was some point in the movie where I said to you, I was like, oh my God, are they going to kiss? About, About three quarters of the way through the film, Ali was like, when are they kissing? When are they kissing? That's it. Down. Like anytime someone like SNL parodies Fast and Furious, um, the thing they always play up is that it looks like these men are about to kiss at any moment. That the most traditional thing in Hollywood to have a homoerotic undertone without ever actually touching upon it. There was so much opportunity mm. for like fan fiction. Mm. So like true. And I was just like, there's definitely fan fiction about these characters. Like you just know. Like and I don't know what whether it was like a scene or whether it was a line, but it was like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. What is this character's name? Dom. Uh, Dom. Dom Toretto. Two of them were like saying something to each other, and they were like very close. It was, I think it was like was it after the scene. The, like oh. flashback to your one dying um but i was just like oh my god like i genuinely thought they were gonna kiss i was like i didn't know this was like a bit of a queer movie i thought it might be then and then i was like oh wait what when they didn't there's kind of let down like i was like oh mm. why there's also it, it's not a huge in this one but uh, i believe the series going forward um it becomes all about you know the whole sort of chosen family narrative as well uh which of yeah. course is a you know you know you know <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a bit of guilt from watching these like famously straight man movies and I'm just grasping at straws trying to justify <laughs> spending all my time watching these movies. Film, you know, sometimes a queer film isn't necessarily written to be queer. It's also funny though, this film has so much uh, women shifting women mm-hmm. and uh, not in the happy pride way. No. In no. the mm. men who are jacking off in the back of the cinema way. Kind of club scene with that cowboy character. And they're Very just like, strange. you know, none of the women are like main characters. They're just like women kissing in the background. And Do we like, know if any of the Fast and Furious films passed the Bechdel test? I've got to guess no. I mean, this is it. This is it. Should be like a, a roundup at the end. This year, like, abs- it really should be. So uh, here's the problem with your podcast, Jimmy. I'm not joking. I'm not messing. 
I'm thinking back. I don't think we've had any Bechdel passes yet. No, definitely not yet. No. No, not in this film. Who is it who's in the later thing, though? Someone big comes into it in that. Vanessa Kirby. She comes into it, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, but she's only in scenes with men, I think. Um, there is um this this film really does uh, you know that the fast and furious have a reputation for having like a lot of bikini babes and shots of asses which i was like i feel like that's a bit overblown until this film they really up the male gaze in this film and there's a lot more ass shots but also like a lot less context at least with other things it was like they're doing it before a car show. So mm. you kind of feel like, okay, maybe it's part of the plot. This is just them doing it in nightclubs. Yeah. And you're like, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. But also there wasn't even like the sort of like strong female character to make up for it. Like the women mm. in the film, one of them dies. One of them's just there for a show. She does a lot of things like doing the shopping and crying. Mm. <laughs> this, is, um, this is also the first one where we don't get a scene where the strong female character drives a car. Um, not until the very end, me, you see like five seconds of Mia behind the wheel. But uh, in the previous three films, we've got at least one woman showing that she can drive good and talking about how much she loves cars, which we didn't get in this oh, one. That annoyed me so much in the opening sequence, like the where the oil tank is stolen. And there is a woman, she's like doing the stunt on top of the yeah. oil yes. tank. But she never... Does she, she doesn't drive the car at any point. No, she's no. just lepping around. She's just sort of jumping around. And I was like, this would be so much better if she was actually driving the car and like plowing the fucking oil truck out of it. Like it would yeah. have been so much more exciting if it was like open with a woman doing something crazy. But it didn't. The iguana was the best part of that. <laughs> I also think that like um, this film should be added to a list of films where it's like men who think they know better just leave a situation for the best without properly communicating to the woman they're dating that they're going to leave. Yeah. I, I think that's a real genre of film. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. they have a great line in it as well, but they, they, all the men are sitting around later in the film after, is it Mia who dies? Or Letty? Letty. Letty dies. And they're sitting around and they're like, what's it, to the ladies we've loved and to the ladies we've lost. And they like do a toast. <laughs> it was very... Really Hey, to our wives and girlfriends, may they never meet. That's going to be, yeah, I'm going to use that. <laughs> also, we have a drink at the bar, the ladies we've loved. Uh, <laughs> loved and the ones we've lost. Funny, because it wasn't, it was, there wasn't a hint of irony. It was dead serious. No. I was like, hey, yeah. imagine trying to say that line without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Riverdale, like. I admire those. Those actors should be literally getting Oscars for just being able to say the lines. The highs and lows of college. Uh, college football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not college. High school. That man is going to be a father soon, and he's saying that on television. He's going to be a father. Yeah, yeah. KJ yeah. Apa. Oh, is this is this yeah. Archie from from Riverdale? Yeah. Uh, I do think there's a lot in common between this and Riverdale. Oh, big time! Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen Riverdale. I feel like they could be everything is campy. Um, mm. It could be set in the same world. I feel like. Oh yeah. This could be. If Archie Comics appears in Cuba and Dom's like, I need you to help me solve a problem. I yeah. Like, that makes sense. Like it wouldn't yeah. shock me if Dom was in the what are they called the serpents? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the outside serpents. In Riverdale, there's a gangster underground. There is like dodgy males. There's a car scene. There's like weird like uh like dodgy Hispanic men who say ominous things in the back which is basically the entire Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. There's like 
women who are very much like not not very good to the blot and they're just there to go goodbye Cheryl season one really yeah Paul Walker is kind of a jughead character in that like he's talking and says some mysterious shit and then yeah fucks a woman and leaves yeah well dies in this case in real life there is a one scene here that involves disrespecting a woman that I did quite enjoy. And I think this is maybe just because of my <laughs> dislike for Gal Gadot, but she asks Vin Diesel, it's the same scene we were talking about earlier. She asks him what kind of girl he likes. And he just to her face describes the opposite of her. Who <laughs> <And>, uh... <laughs> oh, no, he was so uh, pro-Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> Script writer was definitely pro Palestine. Yeah. What kind of girl do you like? I like someone who respects the Nakba. I like, I like someone who, who knows how to do a good dabka around the place. <laughs> I like someone who doesn't intentionally kill children. The PLO. What about you? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to see um, the Fast and Furious openly have any gay characters or any pro-Palestine characters. And the main reason is because these movies make the most money uh, in China, where, of course, it's still illegal to show LGBTQ plus people, at least on television. And I assume if it's on television, it's not allowed on the cinema. And we all remember what happened when Ireland had two boys dancing close to each other in the Eurovision and China didn't show the Eurovision that year. The cheek of us. Yeah. I do think some of the characters in later are a little bit even even more actively queer coded. Yeah. Just because of the sheer amount of rejection, like sexual <laughs> rejection. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. And you're like, all of you women are boning each other. <laughs> you know? Like there's no two ways about it. Can we can we talk about the sexual tension though between um Dom and his sister? Did, did you get that? I'm I'm surprised to be hearing this. I don't know if I uh no, I know Jimmy, on our, on our. But if you did, you wouldn't be touching Jimmy your face. Have like a sister. You. I, I do. I do, in fact, have a sister. The guy who's sister, I don't touch your face like that. Like the don't way. Don't touch your face. Wait, what? What was this? Like, soft caressing. There was like a scene. Oh. Where you're like, oh. He gently held her face, yeah, and funny. I actually didn't know. I didn't realize at this point that they were siblings, and, and I was like, she, oh my god, like who's she? And Lisa's like, that's his sister. And I was like, they're going to fuck. Oh, God. It was like, it just, yeah, I was like, siblings are dating. Like, what? Like, we, what? If you have a sibling, you grab their face. Like, there's no question. But if you're going to touch a sibling's In face. that way? No, I mean, like, it's a two-handed, like, I'm going to squeeze your head. There's nothing sexual. <laughs> <there. laughs> I'm an only no. child. I'm What's happening? Only child. I don't think I've touched my sister's face in, like, 10 years. <laughs> grab her head the next time. <laughs> It was a little bit um, much. Yeah, it is a lot. They Fair. do too much love each other in a sexual way. The direction is just bad. But then you're like, actually, all these films are directed by different people. And this weird, sexy thread goes through all of them. Are they all directed by men? They are so far. The, most, the majority directed by Justin Lin. But every now and then you'll get a, some, some other people in there. But um, yes, all men so far. Curvy men by the looks of it. Work in Hollywood. Hey! Yeah. hey. hey. I love a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never be able to release this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, should we talk about the the cowboy with the foot fetish or the the rat looking guy? You you were. Where'd the foot fetish know? I feel like people just have those, you know. No, no, this guy. Is, <laughs> is there a line? I don't remember this. Oh, sorry. No, there's a scene where it's him. Um, this is right before Brian the cop comes into his fucking apartment and plants meth on him. Which uh, and all the other cops just laugh at this. This is a funny joke to them. That was kind of just harrowing to see. Uh, no, he's there video recording all his like multiple girlfriends, and he keeps doing close-ups of their feet. I think he might put his mouth on the feet at one part. Is that a Tarantino reference? Yep, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> been in the toilet at this I no don't, i don't remember the that. unbelievable part about this isn't the foot fetish it's the fact that that weird cowboy man could pull three women at once yeah that that's yeah actually, yeah that's really true he's a very odd man he says very weird things and he's also maybe a cowboy i think he, i think <laughs> he might be he gave me big um, Kyle Mooney vibes. I, I, in fact, I'm not even sure it wasn't Kyle Mooney. You guys know Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night oh, no. Live? Is this a, like a local man? No, this is uh, one of the actors on Saturday Night Live. Oh, which one? Kyle Mooney. I don't know any of them by name except for my lovely Pete. Oh, well, in fairness. He's, he's not Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. He did. <laughs> three girlfriends in his apartment being planted meth upon. I believe. I, believe. Yeah. I, I believe can see it. that. Yeah. And also, but again, Pete Davison is probably, correct me if I'm wrong here, about as good looking as that rat guy. And he does quite well for himself. Well, the difference is, she one of them has charisma and the other one doesn't. Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah. Pete's very funny as well, in fairness, too. Pete's very funny. Mm. Very charming. So, this man is like, a sleazy cowboy. Guys, it's a hot girl summer. We're not letting men get away with things because they're funny. We're drawing the line. You're dead right. You're, You're absolutely dead. right. But if it was Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> he would say something extraordinarily funny and be like, ah, you silly bastard. <laughs> Just Pete, if you're listening, you are the only exception. <laughs> Uh, guys, we got to take another quick break, uh, and I believe we're going to hear about Lisa's breakfast this time. So get excited Whoa. for that, and we'll be right back. Good morning from friend of the podcast, Lisa and Ali, here making you a breakfast that is both fast and furious. <laughs> Uh, if you hear any chuckling in the background, it's another friend of the podcast, Emily Long. Maybe she's worried. Maybe she's living her best life. So we're going to begin with... Oh, I'll tell you what we're going to make first. That'd be great. We're going to make a protein berry smoothie. Mm. Mm. So this is going to get you serious gains. So you're going to end up looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson's left bicep. So we've started off with some mushed up frozen berries we've gone for some raspberries in there there's some black currants there's a little bit of a cherry in there we're going to top it up with some orange juice as we all know orange juice is a symbol of the car industry um and then some milk you know keeping it nice and creamy milk of course the symbol of family um 
When we're done with that, making it nice and liquid, we're going to get a scoop of your favourite protein powder. Now, I'm gone a little bit left of field on this one. We're going with vegan protein blend from My Protein, and it's coffee and walnut. Sounds like it shouldn't work, guys. It's going to work. Trust me. Just give that a bit of a, a zhuzh about there. And throw the lid on securely. That'd be good. And then screaming while the blades rotate is optional. <laughs> And there you have it, the fastest and most furious breakfast to up here. Do you know where this meme came from, Jimmy, of like Jen being on holiday and us staring at her to be like, go on live on Facebook and tell everyone you're in a restaurant sitting beside. It's very relevant to this podcast, actually. Why is we that? Dare- when we when we went on holidays to Portugal, we were playing truth or dare. Tim was actually there for us as well. Yeah. And I think I dared her. I think yeah, it was my dare. Yeah. Go live um, on Facebook. I dared her to go live on Facebook. And this was, you know, like when Facebook Live was like the main live of the social medias. And mm. uh, I said, go live on Facebook, pretend you're in the restaurant down the road. In a bathroom. So she went into the bathroom. Yeah, pretend you're in the bathroom and you're saying that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is at the table next to you and ask the audience whether you should say hello. And Jimmy, I'm not joking, half of college were on the live being like, oh my God, Jen, what the fuck? Yeah, go say hello to him. Yeah. And in the background, you just hear all of us playing with cutlery to make it sound like (laughs) she was actually in a restaurant playing restaurant (laughs) (laughs) noises. It was very good. People believed it. They did very yeah. much so as well. They were in it. They were in the experience. That's just how good we are in theatre. Yeah, that's why Ali Whedon is a liar. <laughs> this is why I don't act because I'm better than everyone at it. Here's your own found Welcome back again. We're still here with uh, Lisa Nally, Ali Whelan, and Tim Leach Cleary. So, guys, uh, this week, in Fast and Furious news, of course, um, F9, the Fast Saga, is coming out soon. But uh, John Cena has had to apologize because uh, while promoting the movie, he referred to Taiwan as a country, which uh, China did not like. I'd say they weren't happy about that now. <laughs> <laughs> they have a special agreement with uh, a few different groups uh, about a few different things. Oh, they have foreign military presence, but they are not acknowledged as a separate part of mainland China. Okay. Oh my god, gosh, I assume because like you get things that say made in Taiwan on the back. Mm. So uh I guess two questions. One, should he have apologized? And two, how excited are you for John Cena to join the Fast and Furious series? Never, never apologize. Who was he? Too, just China generally. Just China, yeah. Um, the people of China. Straight Did he get like publicly stuff. shunned, like by like the internet, or was it by like a like government official? I think it was maybe the studio were like, we make all our money in China. They don't recognize Taiwan as a country. You gotta say something. Oh, yeah. Which um, I feel like most people agree he should have just uh, pretended it never happened and um, 
Cannot, or like double down and said, yeah, it is a country. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Start a minor conflict. <laughs> the press team of F9 would have really fucking hated that. <laughs> I'm excited for John Cena. I need to catch up with the rest of the films, but he's like, I, I like him. He's a good he's actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's, he's good, great. Yeah. When I was really drunk one night, I announced to a whole room that all I wanted was to like have a minor role in a Fast and Furious film. And that's all I want with my career. And I woke up the next morning and said, I stand by that. Well, after F9, you've only got two more movies to... Uh, I know. Get. Oh, actually, well, if you count, I believe they're making Hobbs and Shaw too as well. So I'd like to do Hobbs chances. and Shaw too. Me and Jason Statham will get on like a house on fire. Jason Statham recently made himself a TikTok. Um, <laughs> I followed it. I saw his first video. <laughs> Any good? It's no. <laughs> you should tell them your fun fact about Jason Statham and the in-laws. My fun fact is that Rosie Huntington Whiteley is like somehow related to me down the line. His 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 wife. Oh wow! How? In fast ten. I'm a Whiteley of the English Whiteleys, and somewhere down the line, she's a cousin. I'm not actually even messing. She actually is. Rosie well, Huntington Whiteley like rocks up to weddings that like Ali's parents are at. Very... Why hasn't Jason been there yet? Further family away, yeah. It's rude. It's not bringing the whole yeah, thing. no. Yeah. Rosie, if you're listening, like, we don't know each other, but you can do so much better. <laughs> Jason's Statham. Jason's pretty. He's, he's a pretty guy. If we were going to rank him, is he a Stanley Tucci or is he a Pitbull? He's oh. He's a Pitbull, in my he's opinion. A he's a Tucci. Do you think? I think he's a Pitbull. I don't know. I think he's a bit rough and tumble. Yeah, he's, he's rough and tumble. We're gonna hurt a goal. Can we isolate what Lisa just said? I actually <laughs> missed it. What did you say, Lisa? Yeah, what did you say, Lisa? Say it again, nice and proud. I said I'd let him rough and tumble. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> he's quite handsome. <laughs> I like him. I think he's sexy. I'd love to be in a fight scene where I get to like punch him one in the face, where it looks a little bit sexy. No. I think oh, just no. Like, <laughs> out of the Hollywood white men he has maintained his looks very well for the last 20 odd years mm. was he ever a wrestler? no he was a swimmer would a you believe swimmer. Yeah, yeah. Swimmer. an Olympic diver right? Am I... oh, okay very that's well. sexy that is yeah that's when he had a head take here as well. your shit back no <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy the like wrestler to incredible actor pipeline <laughs> Give us some examples. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Um, Big Dwayne. Dwayne himself. Yeah. Uh, another sexy bald man. Um, Dave Batista oh, as well. Oh, Batista! Yeah. Oh my God! Him in fucking uh, what was the Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Very good. A great actor. Oh, They're so all good. good. Every wrestler to you know actor the, is brilliant. Because wrestlers are trained with such like uh, intensity and like rigor yeah. that it just translates over into acting because then they do mm. acting with like intensity and rigor until they're good at it yeah mm. plot as well you know like they have their their art their arcs set out so early on in their mm. career that like mm. they know how to bring that to fruition they can also do their own stunts yeah, yeah. Also, who wouldn't want to headbutt someone like that who wants a headbutt? Yeah, sometimes I go into the gym and I'm like, uh, in my head, I just imagine that I'm training to like box someone in film. Yes, that's right. Uh, so it's either I'm doing Fast and Furious. Like or Kevin Rock, you were picturing it. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
I have a question. Who would win in a fight? Any of us versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Dwayne, I think maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson would win. Professional fighter. But all four of us versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think it's still Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a sexy ball man at you who I think maybe even more so than Vin Diesel might skirt the line between Tucci and, uh, and Pitbull. Mark Strong. Yes! Mark Strong. Oh my God. Okay, this is actually offensive that both of you need to Google him. Mark Strong looks like handsome Scottish Stanley Tucci. Is he Scottish? Oh, he was yeah. in um, Kingsman. And uh, another spy one. I can't remember which one now. He plays a recluse. Show me him. This is when his head was still Kingsman balding. Too. Show me <laughs> Zoom in. Sorry, oh, sorry, he's in Cruella. Get a picture of I, I also think he's sexy. He's on the list of like men oh, who are older than my father who okay. I would still consider. Was he in uh, Tinker Time with Soldier Spy? I think he was. I haven't seen it, but I think I remember from the trailers he was in there. If that was him, he was extremely good in it. But he's also he ex- very good. So I think he is a pit bull. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. No, I think he's a tooch. Because uh, I would say I think he's a tooch who can act like a pit bull or maybe yeah. the other way around. Like Stanley Tucci. Versatile. He's a a verse top. He's a I'm going to throw out another uh, sexy, bold celeb at you. See what you guys think. Uh, What do you think about that Thanos? (laughs) (laughs) You guys know Thanos? Or Josh Brolin. (laughs) Not Josh Brolin, because he's not bald. Thanos specifically. Mm. I'm going to say Thanos is, uh, he's a pit bull. He advocated for senseless genocide, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a pit bull, but... He's a pit bull, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, like, a man and a myth, and he's a myth. I really admire him. I really admire his crystal collection. (laughs) He knows how to accessorize. He does, I imagine he reads tarot. He probably is really into astrology, but also that doesn't mean he's either a pit bull or a two. I think he's into astrology astrology as a necessity to travel through the universe that's probably just like question like, Jimmy. yes do we, do we know thanos's birthday and what <laughs> time he is it'll might explain a lot like i reckon i reckon he's a fire sign so he's either an aries a leos or a sagittarius or, mm. or maybe if he's not one of them he's a scorpio do we know he's a water sign no he's not Pisces. no he's yeah not. bringing a bad name to me he, he's all about balance and like two sides of the same coin so potentially like gemini yeah maybe he has four birthdays <laughs> could, be, could be well depending on where he was born in the universe you know the stars would be different for him so yeah. true and like just the dates like i don't know if they have october on on <laughs> the moon titan <laughs> oh my god so thanos is a cancer did someone say water sign did someone ask off yes she did also, I love that someone Googled, is Thanos a Leo? <laughs> also, what, what is your source here, Ali? <laughs> what, um... God. Literally directly off Google. <laughs> All caps as well. Um, it, which Marvel villain are you based on your Zodiac sign? So number nine is Thanos and Cancer. Let me find, I'm an Aries. Aries, who the fuck is Surtar? I've never... Oh, he was in a Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. He was he destroyed the city at the end. I never knew that was his name. I know. Jimmy, what's your star sign? I'm a Libra. 
great thing to uh, shout. I'm, you are I'm a Libra. Emma Frost. Oh, she's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> from X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. She was January Jones in a, in one of the movies. Oh, I love her. Good for her. Yeah, well done. Hey. Um, guys, I'm afraid, uh, believe it or not, we're actually running out of time here on the pod. So first of all, before we give our final thoughts on the film, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah? a podcast. We have a podcast. It's called Chat Shit Podcast. And it comes out every Friday, first thing in the morning, ready to go for your commute. It's very loose. We sort of talk about whatever we want each week. There's no real theme. So this week we talk about um, the Am I the Asshole subreddit with the fantastic Emily Long. It's a great where episode. Where we uh, talk about husbands who pretend to be Beatles. Um, so you can tune in. And a yogurt collection that's out of date but stinking up an apartment. And a cat with a dick on its face. Oh, dick cat is so funny. So uh, <laughs> if that sounds like something you'd enjoy, I definitely recommend listening to us for a chat shit podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're at chat shit pod on Instagram and Twitter and chat she pod on tiktok because we don't want to anger the tiktok gods we're sent we censored ourselves we got rid of the tea and shit uh, i believe you also have a great episode where you talk about some hot or not lists i'd recommend uh checking that one out uh tim do you have anything you'd like to you'd like to plug you working on anything at the moment um, not really uh, my personal website timleachcleary.com go visit that two e's and leech one e and cleary <laughs> <laughs> amazing so guys uh to round off the episode we always rate each film uh one based on how fast we thought it was and on how furious we thought it was um so it's up to you whatever metric you'd like to use for me personally this was one of the slower films Mm. i'd give it maybe 25 miles an hour i just uh, it was definitely as lisa said this was like the purgatory film the filler film where they weren't sure where they were going with the series and furiosity wise uh i don't know mild no one was too upset even when your one died they weren't that upset yeah now don't worry lisa spoiled the twist for me oh okay a- well don't spoil it for me so um, i would give it a a mere 15 miles per hour i think this is going over speed bumps level slow and out of furious i would give it just occasionally thinking about punching a wall but never actually following through with it (laughs) angers speed wise i would say like what can you drive on the n7 like like, (laughs) it's like a (laughs) hundred yeah i i genuinely thought it was like actually quite fast controversially because I didn't really know who was who or what was going on so Felfast certainly not furious though I expected this to be a little bit more hardcore than it was but it was just kind of men polishing cars and driving them and women in the background I thought there'd be I thought there'd be more like fighting um so yeah not very furious what will we say like like fucking yellow pepper from the shop like it <laughs> It wasn't very spicy, but it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would watch again if I was to lead into the next films. Mm. But, yeah, like, N7 levels are fast. <laughs> I think that's a pretty, that's a, that's a yeah. hefty speed. Yeah, I, would yeah say... I thought it was 
but I didn't know like you didn't know what was going on yeah Ali Blanco would appear and Ali was like is that Rita Ora and I was like no is that Dua Lipa no no they're in those films though Dua Lipa's not but Rita Ora is Rita Ora is yeah Rita Ora is just you wait Jimmy you're in for wants to know about the mysterious career of Rita Ora listen to last week's chat ship yeah. podcast yeah. and research the Albanian mob as well oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason her career is still afloat think wow, about wow, it wow wow is this like a Frank Sinatra type deal with the mafia you'll have to listen I'll have life. to listen I'll have to listen I'm not uh, going to say any shit about any mafia <laughs> Uh, Tim, what's your rating of uh, of Fast and Furious? Fast, 30 kilometers an hour on the South Keys in Dublin. Slow. <laughs> slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually you get to Houston Station and then you can get to 50 kilometers an hour. It speeds up a little bit. Yeah, you might get a, you might get some revving noise. Furious low as well. I would say like annoyed when it starts to rain on your barbecue. <laughs> Mm. Oh no, my sausage is so... I'll have to move this to the pan in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty tame, but with little flashes of like, uh, of just random curiosity. Like when Brian, very unprovoked, uh, whacked the other cop's head against a concrete wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. When they beat the living crap out of each other because they realized that uh, Letty's phone history features Brian. <laughs> like, okay, calm down. Yeah, that's not calm a down with your <laughs> Ask him, why did you call her? Not, a, not a lot of curiosity, but a lot of heart. A lot of heart. <gasps> One thing I did actually love, and sorry, I know we were meant to be wrapping up, but um, I did not see the twist coming that that guy was Braga the whole time. Was anyone else shocked by that? I didn't buy. I, but then again, I was like, which who, who's who? Do you know when your man is like in the cathedral being like, you're going to come after me here? I literally pointed at Ali and was like, that's the entire plot, the hunchback of Notre Dame. It's yes. also, um, I can't remember if it's Hamlet or Macbeth. I want to say Hamlet, where he's about to kill someone, but he's like, shit, if I kill him while he's praying, he'll go to heaven. So I better that's come back later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we uh, love a cheap Shakespeare reference. <laughs> guys, thank you. The entire series is just the Shakespeare back catalog. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Tim, no, you're no, about no, to no. say something, but you laughed yourself yeah, out of it. Mary Wives of Windsor, uh, Fast and Furious film. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> All the things I hate about you. Well, guys, it's been fast. It's been furious. It's been fast and furious. Fast and furious. Hey.